Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Citizen. Yes, it is uh, that music uh, from Cult of Personality. That means I am CM Punk. Uh, with me, I have uh, Luke Owens. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have to open with the biggest news uh, of all time. I guess so. Uh, is it, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's big news. I guess I don't know about all time. Oh no, no, no! Of all time, I don't believe Corona? that for a second. But sure. Corona. Who cares? CM Punk gets back. Right. CM Punk will back. Not really back, because he's in AEW. So he's not back in the WWE. He's back. No, no, but back in my life. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I have to admit. I cried. I cried a lot, and I cried uh, heavy, and I cried. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't, mm -hmm. but I I already knew it was going to happen, So, because I, I watched it, what, two, three days after it happened, so... <laughs> Somebody spoiled it for you. Somebody named Fro. Uh, yes, you did. But yeah. whatever. Like, I watched it three days after. I would have got spoiled somewhere on social media, so it doesn't really matter. If you did that it or somebody true. else did it. That is true. Yeah, no, I have to say that uh, I, 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 I've I, never been uh, so happy in my entire life. Then I watched SummerSlam. Wasn't that happy, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> holy moly. That is maybe... One of the worst summer slams in history, maybe. Uh, Becky Lynch came out, uh, had a squash match with uh, with her opponent uh, after like her pregnancy, and then she turned heel on R Raw. So that was a thing that happened. Okay, sure. Uh, and then on Sunday there was NXT. And that was amazing, other that uh, Adam Cole lost, and he's out of NXT, so. That is interesting. A lot of wrestling this week for me. So, you would think I hadn't had time to do anything else. Uh, I have. Oh, what'd you, what, what else did you do? Uh, I've been depressed. Uh... <laughs> Rest of the time I've been just depressed. I haven't done anything. I have watched in fuck loads of movies and TV. Yeah, I've just had mad anxiety this week. I'm super anxious right now. I feel totally nuts, kind of. Uh, I don't know. Just this whole week. I just think, I think it's because people are terrible. Uh, people are just well, awful. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> uh, in general, yeah. and people give me anxiety. Just people in general give me anxiety. And right now, I'm feeling very, uh, very anxious. So, yeah, it's been a week—a week of just 
people, I don't know, just pe people making me anxious. That's all I can say about it. And right now I'm feeling like, uh, I can't really handle, handle anything because I'm so anxious, so. Yeah. You're anxious, I'm depressed. This is going to be a fun show. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, it's, I was... What I guess the most recent thing, I was at a drive-thru, like, you know, fast food drive-thru, and mm. the person in front of me had this gigantic truck, uh, mm. but they weren't in line. They were, like, off to the side of the line, so I pull in mm -hmm. to the line, like a normal person, and they're, like, way off on the side of the parking lot, like, to the, I don't know, to the right of me. And then they just decide, oh, I'm just going to cut in front of you in line because I'm a big truck and I can do that. Uh, mm. And I was just like, this guy is a huge dick. And then, <laughs> you know, and I was like, whatever, whatever. So I get my food, like, he gets his food in front of me and then proceeds mm -hmm. to do a burnout on his way out of the drive-through, uh, leaving smoke in the air and everything, like, I just hate people. So I, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, I just don't like people. <laughs> when I hear, hear stories like that, I think of uh, something my dad always said. He said, there are two things that are true about Americans. They are either assholes or assholes. This guy was definitely an asshole. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I also noticed that, like, when he went up to the drive-thru window, he didn't have a mask on or anything, which, like, of then he's not. just being rude to the people yeah. who are, you know, minimum wage workers risking their lives mm. for your tacos. It's like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't really make things better with with this kind of news either, so let's start with that. Uh, I do am happy about this. Uh, Biden says that uh, the U.S. is struck to finish Afghanistan evacuation by uh, August 31st. That is uh, some six days to yeah. Uh, yeah, not far away. President Biden said on Tuesday that the U.S. military is on track to evacuate by August 31st from Afghanistan, emphasizing the growing threat that uh, the terrorist group Co Islamic State Koransan Co Koransan? I've never heard of this before. Have you? No, never. I've watched so much news about this whole situation and I don't I've never heard this word pronounced. Yeah. Okay. Uh, these people pose a threat to US troops on the ground. Uh, every day we're on the ground is another day we know ISIS-K is seeking to target the airport. The sooner we can finish, the better, uh, Biden said. Yeah. I mean, good. Get out of there. Yeah, he says he's determined to ensure that we complete our mission. Biden says the U.S. has now helped 70-plus thousand people out of Afghanistan since the 14th, with more than 12,000 evacuating just since Tuesday morning. Okay. So yeah, we're still yeah. trying to get people out, but we're saying we want to get, get everybody out by, what, I guess the end of the week. Yeah, good. Good news. Uh, the only thing that can destroy that is the best politician in the world, Lindsey Graham. Yeah, this was kind of wild to see. I mean, we know people are like war hawks. Kind of? 
yeah. on both sides. Like, there's Warhawks yeah. on the right and the left, for sure, that are trying to push for staying in. Uh, but not mm-hmm. only is he pushing to stay in, he's threatening Biden with impeachment if U.S. troops don't stay in Afghanistan past August. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure what grounds for impeachment that there are, there are for that. I'm not, I don't know, I'm not versed enough, but I don't... I don't know of any crimes that you're that are being uh, broken that would allow for impeachment. I don't know though. Lindsey Graham uh, and one of the Senate's oh one of the Senate's most outspoken war hawks said in a Wall Street Journal op-ed on Friday that the U.S. military should extend its withdrawal deadline in in Afghanistan, uh, risk being attacked by the Taliban. Uh, he who Graham, who long supported indefinite American occupations abroad, uh, says the U.S. must not fully withdraw until thousands of Afghan allies are also evacuated. He urged President Joe Biden to keep troops in Afghanistan past 31st. Uh, They said it would be dishonorable to apply anything less than full force of the U.S. military effort. Yeah. Okay. Uh... Somebody really likes war. Oh, here it is. So this is what he's citing. Graham insisted that Biden should be impeached for dereliction of duty if the U.S. military fails to evacuate Americans or Afghans who work with U.S. forces. Dereliction of duty? Mm. Mm. Shouldn't every president that left people in South Korea (laughs) be impeached then? Right. <laughs> Ronald Reagan, everybody. Yeah. You know. It's such a weird uh, argument. I don't I, I don't buy it. And for people that didn't understand the irony, I hate Lindsey Graham. He's one of the worst politicians ever. And he just keeps getting elected, which is so weird to me, but he is in a very <laughs> red state, so. Where is he from? Oh, I don't. I, I even said it just a second ago, didn't I? And I don't even remember. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how awful. Somewhere in the south. How much we care? Yeah. Yeah, that's how much we care about Lindsey Graham. South Carolina. I, I like, I, there we go. I knew. South it. Carolina. Yeah. 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 No, it doesn't get more red than that, sadly. Uh, yeah. Uh, except for being what China or uh, uh, Russia. Oh yeah, yeah. The dirty red oh, yeah. commies. But yeah. Oh yeah. Have uh, ooh, I have a new conspiracy theory for you. What? Uh, 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 because uh, uh, the Republicans use this thread, they are the same as Russia. That yeah, that's how that works. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, uh, many countries use red, <laughs> white, and blue in their flags. Like, many countries. Like Norway, for example. France. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, uh, good news. Uh, full FDA approval for the Pfizer COVID shot. That is fucking amazing news. Because now people have said, Oh, the F- it's not FDA approved. It's dangerous. It's not FDA approved. It's dangerous. Well, now what? Uh, well, yeah, full federal approval of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine will empower businesses and universities to require vaccina- vaccinations. Uh, for Fucking good. 
for hesitant Americans to get the jab uh, as well. Uh, yeah, so it it seems uh, I read another article that said that it after this happened, the amount of yeah. vaccinations have gone up slightly because just because people yeah. were waiting for this, and it was kind of yeah. like maybe some people it was their only excuse. And now that yeah. they don't have any excuses left, they're like, well, I, what do I do now? I can't, I have no excuse, right? Um, yeah. But also that it, because it's, uh, because it's fully approved, certain places now have the ability to be like, you have to get this, you, ha you, you don't, there's no excuse for you not to get it because you can't say, oh, it's not approved, I'm not going to take it. Uh, but that could also bring in backlash from people who don't, still don't want to take it or are in places that are requiring them to take it, right? So, are you saying that people should get vaccinated, look? I am, but I'm also saying that there's going to be a backlash. To, a backlash Boo. to this whole <laughs> concept of, like, forcing people in universities and businesses to, to wear, or to have a vaccine. Um... Because what are you going to do, fire them if they work there, right? <laughs> I don't think that's a fireable offense, but I could be wrong. I guess yeah. you just don't schedule them. You're, you're just not allowed to come into work. I guess maybe that is how it works. I don't know. You see what I'm saying, though? Like, how do you enforce, yeah, yeah. How do you enforce that? Yeah. I, I mean, if you're a private-owned business, what's stopping you? Like... Well, that's what I'm saying. How do you enforce it, though? You, you, yeah. Do you fire people, or do you keep them from working? People. But I, that's I just it. The labor laws, I don't know if that's a fireable offense. I don't know if not taking a vaccine is a reason that any state would allow an employer to fire somebody. Yeah, I think you should make it clear for everybody that they need to take the vaccine and look... I don't think that's the issue. I'm, or at least that's not the issue I'm talking about. I'm just saying, how do you enforce it? <laughs> but just say it, look, so we can go into the other thing. Say what? That is that people need to get vaccinated. I already did say that. Boo, boo. See, I'm booing you. Because you're saying that uh, people should get vaccinated. Oh, you got booed? Maybe Trump got booed this week. Uh, yeah, he did. Well, kind of. I, kind of, yeah. It was very, very funny. I, 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 I mean, I, I've seen it. Yes. Well, let's play the video. One second. Yeah. Let me get the video up. Uh, because, is, I mean, I guess it's technically a boo, because there was a little bit... But, like, when I think it of, like, is. a boo, like... Well, let's play it and listen to it. Yeah. Let's play it in three, two, one, go days less than nine months and it's great and you know what i believe totally in your freedoms i do you got to do what you have to do but i recommend take the vaccines i did it it's good take the vaccines but you got no that's okay that's all right you got your freedoms but no, i know he is getting moved if it doesn't work it's kind of more like a <laughs> okay. It's kind of more like a ah, ah. it wasn't really yeah. like a boo boo but it is working but no. uh, you do have your freedoms. You have to keep. You have agree. to maintain that. You have to maintain that, and you got to get your kids boo. back to. I school. mean, they were definitely it's upset so that he said it, but I just thought yeah. it wasn't quite like as much of a boo. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, 
but uh, I I love that. I really do. But he's uh, even he is saying that people should get vaccinated. So. Uh, yeah, he was booed at a rally sat rally Saturday in Alabama after he told supporters they should get vaccinated. Uh, some boos rang out in the crowd who were largely maskless. Uh, COVID cases have are surging in large parts of the South because of this Delta variant. Uh, Alabama is the lowest vaccination rate in the U.S. with just more than 36% of its population have been, which have been fully inoculated. Um, so yeah, that's where he was, obviously, Alabama. So they're not, obviously, they're not happy with him saying that. I, I remember mm. there was that whole time period where he kind of was hiding that he had taken the vaccine after he had gotten sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now he's openly coming out and saying he he's taking the vaccine. Uh, and lots of it, lots of uh, right wing people are definitely turning on him for this. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I I don't know if you ho saw the whole thing from Alex Jones, basically totally did, yeah. turning. Well, I wouldn't say totally turning on Donald Trump because he also oh, did say, "Oh, I well, still want him to run for president. Yeah, I still yeah, yeah. want him to help pe the Republicans win." in 2022 uh but mm. he's not happy about him saying to get the vaccine because alex jones what did he say it was going to turn people into zombies or something mm -hmm. yeah zombies that's what we are afraid of yeah it was I like think... monsters or zombies or ghoul it was he said something like yeah. horror movie-esque that the vaccine was going to turn people into i don't remember exactly what his wording was you know the reason, right? Right? It's because it's the final season of War of the Walking Dead coming out. Do you think that's why Alex Jones said zombies? <laughs> I don't think he actually said zombies. I think I think I I think no. he said something else. I don't remember his exact and, words. And I'm making a joke, so it's also not. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's talk about the Trumpy lump, uh, because uh, FBI finds no evidence uh, that the Capitol riot was coordinated. I have trouble believing this. Uh, okay. Uh, trouble believing that they found no evidence? Yeah. Okay, well, it says that the FBI has found hasn't found any evidence that the January 6th assault on the U.S. Capitol was part of an organized plot to overturn election results. The official said that the FBI has so far found no evidence that Donald Trump or people directly around him were involved in organizing the violence. 90 to 95% of these are one-off cases, a former law enforcement official said. There were no... There was no grand scheme with Roger Stone and Alex Jones and all of these people to storm the Capitol and take hostages. Uh, more than 570 participants have been arrested by federal officials. Um, Reuters, or Reuters reported that 40 of the defendants are being prosecuted on conspiracy charges, implying a certain amount of planning and coordination, but prosecutors have generally shied away from alleging a broader plot. Uh, senior Department of Justice officials do not intend to bring forward con seditious conspiracy charges or even racketeering charges, which are commonly used uh, when organized uh, or against organized criminal gangs. Right? Yeah. You know, I I I find trouble believing this. I uh, because I mean, you and me, 
We had an episode that is called "Whoops, Breaking News, Breaking News, uh, Breaking News," like, and we covered this uh, the whole episode. And I remember uh, Trump going on television before this riot and like, "We love you. <laughs> You're the best. Uh, go home." I mean, uh, it seems like uh, maybe the plot wasn't super there, but I I do think there's proofs uh, uh, that I've seen with my own eyes that could uh, at least indicate that Don Donald Trump was the cause of this. But that's not what they're. Not, that's not their. Uh... That's not what they're saying. They're saying there's no evidence that they, they were directly involved in organizing it. So him being the him being the cause of it and him orga like deliberately organizing it are two totally separate things. But uh, that would indicate that they didn't know what he was doing. Uh, d yes, and and I don't believe that. You believe that he sat down with a group of people and they all decided that we're going to go attack the Capitol building? I, I believe that he knew that uh, when he sent uh, 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 Roger Stone and Alex Jones out there, that he knew that they were there to support him. Um, I, I have a feeling that this is combined with the things I saw, of course. When when Donald Trump uh, did what he did before this, see, I think the difference. I, the, I think the distinction that you're not understanding is that the difference between like, okay, he got up there and he talked, and then this happened, as opposed to him sitting down with Alex Jones and Roger Stone and a and the Oath Keepers or whatever, and they all were in a room on January fourth, being like, okay, so two days from now, what we're gonna do is, oh yeah, yeah, no, right, I understand. What, right, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's the difference. I think that. Uh, <laughs> It says the FBI has not found an organized plot to directly involved by Trump. That doesn't mean that Trump didn't play an important role in instigating the violence. Okay. Mm. Uh, earlier this year, the House of Representatives impeached Trump on incitement of insurrection. Uh, the January 6th, Trump gave a speech uh, where he urged supporters to march to the Capitol. Right. So. Right. And that was the speech I was thinking of as well. Right. He made a speech that he said, hey, let's go protest at the Capitol. Um, right. But what the FBI is saying is that there was no, like, conspiracy where everybody got together and decided, hey, we're going to do this. It was more of a spur of the moment. Right. They were all hyped up, and he said, let's go to the Capitol. And they went to the Capitol, and then they did the riot. Right, sure, sure. Right, and it wasn't necessarily organized. It was more of a mob thing, at least according to the FBI. How much do we trust the FBI when we know that there right. were informants involved in this? Uh, they yeah. were in the oath, in the Oath Keepers. They were uh, there, and I mean, yeah. I mean, ha did you see the whole thing? I don't even know if we talked about it. The Meg Whitman uh, kidnapping plot. No. Do you remember the? There was Meg Whitman was a governor. Uh, there was a whole plot by uh, this right wing group supposedly to kidnap her. And what people okay. found out is there was like ten. Let's say this isn't just a random number. There were ten people in the group. 
something like seven of them were undercover FBI agents. There were more FBI really? agents, in, undercover FBI agents in the group than people who were actually in the group. <laughs> wow. That's saying something. Right, and then they used it as like uh, as a big thing at the time. I don't know. Yeah. So how much do you trust the FBI? you got to put that into perspective as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have covered uh, Havana Syndrome. Uh, for people that are very new to this, this podcast, a uh, very fast recap. Uh, there was something, something, we don't really know what it is. It was, it was something in Havana that made people very, very sick uh, because of a sound, most likely... Uh, not from grasshoppers, even though that was the explanation in the first place. Uh, at least from yeah. the United States at the time, the United right. States said, "Oh, that's a, no, that's not a sonic weapon. Those are those are crickets. That's what it was. Cr- crickets, yes, crickets. <laughs> yeah, it was grasshoppers, crickets. Mm, same difference, uh, but kind yeah, of. Skin, yeah, kind of. Uh, but now two U.S. diplomats will be. Uh, evacuated from Vietnam after Havana syndrome incidents. Yeah, crickets. I don't think crickets uh, migrate, but it, it looks like since yeah. we're seeing these Havana syndromes all over the world, that we're get, we have some yeah. migrating crickets happening. Um, two Germany. diplomats. Sorry. Yeah, they were in Germany. Do you remember that? Yeah. What was the last? Uh, the last place we talked about it wasn't even. It was somewhere so random. Yeah, uh, I don't remember. Vienna? That's where it was. V- yeah. Vienna. Yeah, Vienna. Yeah, something like that. Uh, two diplomats uh, will have to be medically evacuated from Vietnam now after a syndrome incidents were reported over the weekend in the capital city of Hanoi ahead of Kamala Harris, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris's arrival. Mm. Uh, the case is causing... that that is cause... Mm. It was just... Uh, it just happened to like coincide, I guess. Um, the case has caused a brief delay in her scheduled trip to Vietnam on Tuesday evening. The vice president's office said Harris, oh Harris's delegation, was delayed from departing Singapore because of a report of a recent possible anomalous health incident. Uh, two officials confirmed that Harris's office was referring to Havana syndrome and the term used for a rash of mysterious health incidents that have afflicted U.S. personnel uh, in Cuba and elsewhere around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah, so it says Hanoi... Crickets. The weekend incidents in Hanoi occurred at staffers' home, not at the embassy. The official said much of the U.S. staff in, the, in Vietnam is currently working from home, uh, due to COVID-19 lockdown. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, hey, look, I made a cute little, like, a poem thing, kind of sing-song thing about the next thing we will talk about on OnlyFans. Uh, because they are going to uh, ban sexual uh, explicit content. And I wrote down this. Dear Masturbator... You need to find Google. <laughs> now, it's very, very sad that OnlyFans is closing. I guess uh, there is no new access to porn in the world. Oh no, whatever will you do? There's no more porn in the world. OnlyFans is closing. 
their sexual <laughs> explicit content. Whatever will you do? <laughs> Where is that from? Yeah. No, I, I wrote it. Oh, okay. I, it was, yeah, yeah. I would definitely sound like you were reading it, but I didn't know if that was from you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's true, though. Only fans. Yeah, whatever will you do? I think it. Well, we'll get into it in a second. Uh, Only fans <laughs> ban sexually explicit content. A site where fans pay creators for their photos and videos is planning to ban sexually explicit content uh, starting October 1st as a result of a request from banking partners and companies that handle financial transactions. We've talked about this before. Yep. Um, I, I, I will say that uh, here, here's uh, Froder Damas. OnlyFans will not exist when this <laughs> actually hits the fan. Who the fuck is interested in OnlyFans just to see like pictures of people uh, or follow them like a social media platform? OnlyFans was made for porn. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. Well, it was, it was, I wouldn't say it was designed for porn. It was designed to be like a, a place where people could interact with celebrities. And then sure, what ended up happening is a lot of porn stars who are celebrities uh, and people who weren't porn stars who wanted to be in the adult industry, but maybe didn't have connections to actually be get major money in the industry, they were able to kind of circumvent the industry and make their own money on OnlyFans. So that is the mm -hmm. negative of this whole situation, is there's a lot of people who are going to be out of work who... Uh, that was the, maybe their, own, their main source of income, right? And now all these people are just put out of business. Um, can they go do some kind of porn elsewhere they can but they're not going to have the same freedom they had working for themselves right you know what look, i mean um look, look believe it believe it or not we have an update what about oh, on the fence okay uh i have an article here I have uh, double-checked it uh, with uh, some other... OnlyFans drops planned porn ban will continue to allow sexual explicit content. Okay. Uh, OnlyFans dropped plans to ban pornography from its service less than a week from the U.S. content creator subscription had announced a change, citing uh, the need to comply with the policy of banking partners. On Wednesday, the company said uh, secure assuring necessary to support our diverse creators community, suggesting that their new agreements with the bank uh, content creators, including those who uh, share sexual explicit uh, material. So the bank uh, changed its mind? Is that, no, they made a deal with the bank somehow. Yes. They had made a new agreement with banks to pay OnlyFans content creators. What does the new agreement entail? That's the question. No clue. I mean, the big... Thank you for... Go ahead. Yeah. No. Uh, they say, thank you for everyone that's making your voices heard. We have a secured assurance... Uh, is necessary to support our diverse creator community have, and have suspended the planned October 1 policy change. 
the company said it on a, on a tweet. Only fans stands for inclusion and we will continue to provide a home for all creators, the company said. That is one fucking big turnaround. It says a spokesman declined to say which bank or banks it has renewed or has new or renewed payment prompt, uh, payment processing agreements with. Uh, this is a quote from the representative. The proposed October 1st, 2021 changes are no longer required due to banking partners assurance that OnlyFans can support its creators. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's still, there's still a discussion to be had here as to should banks and payment processing places like PayPal be the arbiters of what is a, what you can and can't nope. see on on the internet? But it's nope. it is, and it's not just porn. If you remember, yeah. what was that website? That weird right wing website that got shut down, and it was it got uh, shut down because of uh, parlor parlor. There you go. Right because. Yes. They were unable to process any payments or anything, and then the ho web hosting service shut them down. Uh, they ended up, what, getting a different web hosting service? But mm. it just... Um, what makes these banks, like, the moral arbiter of what's, cr what's g good and what's bad, right? Yep. You know, I I am I'm super surprised uh, by OnlyFans turning around. I'm very happy. I I think I think supporters. Uh, I think uh, people that uh, 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 do this as their job should have a home to feel safe to uh, share their content. And I I I support OnlyFans turning around on this subject. To be honest. Uh, yeah, I, well, it sounds like they always wanted to go this way, but that they were being stopped by the bank, right? Yeah. And so once yeah, they yeah. were able to uh, make a deal, um, but it kind of puts them in a situation where they continuously have to uh, watch their back for these banks because they could kind of change their mind at any time if they want to take oh, yeah. them down. That's true. But uh, as long uh, I think I think the the whole thing is... Anonymous banks uh, are, of course, willing to do this. If this was just uh, just AS Bank of Security, I think they wouldn't uh, do this because they have a reputation. Now that it is anonymous, who this bank is, uh, they will not feel any backlash because of this. Okay, there's a story on on the side of this article we're reading at the very top and I just researched it to make sure it's actually real and I think we should cover this. Nirvana sued by, by Baby from Nevermind's album cover. Uh, the man who was photographed as a baby on the album cover of Nirvana's Nevermind is suing the ba band for sexual exploitation. Uh, oh, because of the baby naked. Yes. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ almighty. He's suing them for, yeah, uh, child pornography, alleging that, that how, when did it come out? Like the 92 or something? 
Yes, something like that. And I mean, he's 30 now, so that could fit. Yeah, okay. Uh, it seems... Well, let's read a little bit more of this. Um, he also alleges the nude image constitutes child pornography. The image exposes Spencer's intimate body parts and displays Spencer's genitalia from the time that he was infant to present day. Non-sexualized photos of infants are generally not considered child pornography. However, his lawyer argues that the inclusion of the dollar bill, which was superimposed after the photograph, makes the minor seem like a sex worker. Okay, I feel like oh we're... Oh my god. This is a little bit of that a stretch. A little bit of a stretch. A little bit of a stretch. Wow. The legal... Uh, case also alleges that they that the band Nirvana had promised to cover up the genitalia with a sticker but the agreement was not upheld mm. I feel like that would oh, have well. come up like way sooner than this if that if there was actually some type of ri written agreement you know what I mean yeah no that is so weird Anyway, uh, look, it's not only you and me that actually agrees that Biden uh, did something good uh, and in getting out of Afghanistan. Uh, Tron also believes that. Uh, and he says, Biden did the right thing. This is Tron, but Tron tells the truth. I'm not an expert on Afghanistan, but something I can take the conclusion about. Biden did the fucking right thing. I'm going to tell you why I think that. Because you had done a war for over 20 years and nothing had moved forward. Then it's time to do stop. If you haven't been <laughs> making a democracy and a stable nation in over fucking 20 years of being there, you haven't done the success. Yeah, we can say that Democrats did didn't get it to work there but well for the first eight years of that war Bush Jr. sort of fucked it up and so Obama did nothing less and so Trump come and now Biden just fuck this shit you can't change it not many people forget it before this shit show started the Russians tried to do the same and they didn't make it either so, all the criticism that comes against Biden now, it's not because all the shit and all the all bullshit that happened in Afghanistan, it's because America loses pride. And something is more hard for America is to lose pride. I think the more brave things to do is just sometimes admit defeat. Because you do. You will get defeated. You cannot win it. You couldn't win Vietnam and you cannot win Iraq. You cannot win those wars because nobody wants to have you there. That's the fucking only reason. Yeah. Biden had understand that. I don't say Biden is a peace person because he's not. He's the same as Bush. He's the same as all around the Republicans who don't war. And all the Democrats who don't war because everybody on both sides and the political island of the United States love wars just for different reasons they have put people in cages for different reasons they do the drug wars for different reasons but it cooked down to the same thing they both failed by doing shit 
I should, how much money you can save? Pull out Afghanistan and let them do the war on their own. Pull out the Iraq and let them do uh, war on their own. The only thing, the reason why America did some good in Syria is because the Kurd did the war. Yeah, Kurdish women. I don't Republicans like that. So what you should do is just pull out of every fucking war there is. There are always a lot more wars coming by. And, yeah. I, I know you can say a lot of things about Afghanistan today. A lot of women will have the worst. Yes, they will. A lot of people maybe will die because of this. Yes, they will. But what you were going to do what was your plan? What was the exit strategy for all this shit? Just going into country and think you can save them? This is not 1945. Afghanistan is not Germany. Afghanistan is not Western Europe. We have something in common with you, history and political and culturally. They don't. And they will never will. They had to find it out on their own. Yeah, it's hard. But that is the lesson we'll learn from this. I don't even want to mention all those billions of trillions of dollars you spent on that war. How much of your country, your own country, can you rebuild? Because that's what people look up to when they come to the United States. You have ability to do rebuild and build your country. Not your fuck-arounds all over the world. You should have never gone into Afghanistan. Same reason you're never going to go into Iraq. Some reason you should never go into Vietnam. But nobody wants to admit that. They just want to see the loss as some, somebody destroyed the glory of the United States, who is fucking bullshit. You're not good at wars. You're good at propaganda. This was Tron, but Tron tells the truth. Have a fucking nice day. Thank you, Tron. Uh, yeah, I, I think we both agree with Tron, Tron on this one, yeah? Mm-hmm, we do. Uh, TV, TV, TV. Uh, you've seen a bunch of TV. What do you watch from? Uh, I saw Nine Perfect Strangers. Uh, so for people that are very new to this channel, I have a rule. I will watch anything that Nicole Kidman is, is in. Even if it's bad, I will watch it. I have, uh, I have seen her movie Grace, where she plays the... Uh, Queen of Monaco. That was an awful, awful movie. I don't remember I that at watched... all. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but this is with Nicole Kidman, Melissa McCarthy, Luke Evans. Uh, yeah, that is maybe the Reg Regina Hall. Um, so, uh, this was on my list of the most anticipated shows of uh, uh, this year. Uh, I think this was my number three, if I don't uh, remember incorrectly. Uh, I love the book. Uh, I was a little skeptical because Melissa McCarthy is maybe my least favorite actress of all time. No joke. I hate... Uh, I think I hate everything she's in. <laughs> like, uh, uh, even like... Uh, was she in Bridesmaids? That is maybe the only thing she was good in. I have to report that I am very, very happy that she is not the problem of this show. Uh, because this is a totally okay, fine show. Uh, Nicole Kinnaman's weird Russian accent is maybe my 
uh, the biggest problem with this show. Um, but uh, Melissa McCarthy is good. Uh, the plot is extremely soap opera. So it's about nine perfect strangers that are uh, meeting in this uh, health and wellness resort. Uh, and uh, yeah, they have something in common, but uh, they have no clue what will hit them. Uh, interesting, uh, but bad. I will give it a 5.5. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, at least the acting in it is well done. There's a little bit of confusing yeah. storyline stuff. Like, they, they're, none of them are there, but multiple of them know she has a Ru Russian accent somehow. Mm. How would they... I, I don't understand how they would know <laughs> that, but not have... And then also not have physically seen her. So does she... Yeah. She must have a podcast. That's the only explanation <laughs> for this. Is that this lady from Tranquillum has the Tranquillum podcast. And so they've heard her voice, but they've never seen her. That's the only explanation as to that plot point. Um, yeah, I thought a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the idea of it is I intriguing enough um, that I would watch more. What did I give it? I gave it a, a 6.5. Uh, there is something about it that's a little mm, woo-wee, woo-woo-woo, woo-woo. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, no, that's my, my biggest uh, problem with it as well. Yeah, and the, and the bad Russian accent. I agree with you on that one. <laughs> it's terrible. It's really, really bad. Uh, what have you seen? Uh, where should I start? I guess I'll start with the ultimate surfer because after seeing an episode of this, it's like I don't know. This morning I woke up and it was like one of the first things I thought about was the ultimate surfer. I don't know why. Uh, maybe, I need to see this. Uh, it's um, hosted by Kelly. Well, it's not actually hosted by Kelly Slater. Kelly Slater is like one of the best surfers ever. Um, I don't know if you know okay. who he is, but no, he's like. I think he's won the world championships like 10 times in a row or something. He's like unbeatable. It's hosted by some guy. Okay. His name is Jesse Palmer who was in, he was a, he was one of the bachelors at some point. Oh, uh, okay. but this is on ABC. So it, you know, the bachelors on ABC, uh, and they're, he's fine as a host. Uh, and the, the contestants are, it's kind of interesting. They do it in teams. So it's not one-on-one -on -one competition. It's like a team of, uh, one, man and one woman surfer and then they have a they have individual competitions but they also have team competitions and then at the mm. end uh, two people get eliminated but it's not necessarily the one team because they do a surf off and then if one person wins uh, at the end it could make a whole new team of two if say the person on the woman on one team and the man on the other team get eliminated does that make sense so it's kind of an interesting way they structured the show um but then there's the negative. They have these two commentators for when they actually do the surfing that are supposed to be like these sports commentator people, and they are just awful. And they're there for like maybe two-thirds of the show, so it really brings it down. But the reality part of it is pretty interesting. Like, the reality show aspect of it is kind of interesting. Um, so overall, I gave this a... I'm going to give it a 5.5. Nice. I saw a Apple TV Plus show 
Uh, why do I always give them a chance? I don't really know. It is called Twisted Fiction. So, uh, oh yay! Uh, this is kind of horror. Uh, it's kind of... Uh, it's a bad version of uh, the Netflix show uh, that had like short episodes, uh, Black Mirror. Uh, yeah, it's a bad version of Black Mirror on on uh, Apple. Okay. I'm not a huge Apple. I uh, no, I'm not a huge Black Mirror fan in the first place. Uh, uh, there are some episodes I like, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, the two first episodes were out. Uh, first episode was called The Soul Motel, and then the second episode was called Don't Feed the Troll. Uh, out of those two, I like. The first one, the best, but uh, yeah, it's still not good. 3.5. I saw an HG a Home and Garden television show called Cheap Old Houses from. <laughs> okay. It's on Home and Garden television, so you'd think, okay, it's about cheap old houses that maybe they buy and fix up and they flip them maybe, right? That sounds, sounds like what it'd be about, right? Mm-hmm. No. They literally just go to old houses. They don't buy them. They don't fix them up. They just tour. They go in them and they tour, look around, and they go to multiple cheap old houses. So I, I don't understand the point of the show, because they don't do anything. They just go to the house and they go, "Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, look at these cabinets. Aren't these ca old cabinets? Aren't they cool? I really like the the windows and how the glass is melting. I love that." But they never fix anything. They even show schematics and like, if I was going to fix this, this is how I would fix it. But they never actually oh do anything. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, it, it, apparently it's like, uh, there's touring houses that are like cheap. So they're like under $150,000 for the house or whatever. Uh, and they're, they're all really old. So I guess if you're one of those people that likes house tours, like on online... Maybe this is that kind of show. What I've seen is like this the show the show concept is based off of an Instagram page that just mm -hmm. showed old houses. So they just took an Instagram page and made a TV show out of it and that's kind of what this show feels like. So overall I'm going to give it super interesting. Right. I'm going <laughs> to give this a what? A, a 2.5. Well, I seen the reality show of uh, the year. I think uh, it's on VTV. I don't know if I've never heard of, heard of that. No, no. Legendary rapper The Brat. Have you ever heard of this rapper in your entire life? Yeah, The Brat. Yeah, The Brat I was like never. famous in like the late '90s, kind of early 2000s. Okay. Yeah, never, never heard of her. Okay. Uh, and her multimillionaire CEO girlfriend Jessica Judy Depart pulled the curtain back and offered her unpredicted, never seen before at uh, their extravagant world. So I need you to watch this. This is so fucking confusing. So um, they are two uh, girlfriend and girlfriend that fall in love. Uh, talking a little about how hard it was uh, for a rapper to come out as uh, lesbian, I, I I appreciate that. But here's here's my biggest problem with this. It's it's so much drama. That's one of the things. 
but uh, this girlfriend, Jessica Judy, the part, she changes her hair in every fucking scene of this TV show. <laughs> okay. And I, I'm, I'm not like, haha, that's kind of funny that you say that. But I, I'm not even like kidding. She looks completely different in all the shots. That's also why this looks so incredibly fake. I have absolutely no fucking uh, believe in that any of this is whatsoever real. I think it's fake, 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 fake. Uh, and that is why I give it a two. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was the thing I saw that you recommended to me that I didn't write down? Comedy... <laughs> Comedy something. I didn't write it down. What was the name yes. of it? Uh, I, I will find it in two seconds. Well, I guess the other thing I saw was uh, The Chair. I think you saw this, I also yeah? saw The Chair, yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, Sandra O oh in it. Um, and a few... Uh, it's got a bunch of actors you would know in it. Holland Taylor. Uh, it sure was a show. David Morse, who looked, like, so old in this. Um, yeah, I thought it was going to be more of a comedy than it is. It's yeah. it, not really a comedy whatsoever. It's more of like a, a draw. It's not, it's a, more of a drama than a comedy, but it's trying to be like a comedy. Maybe it's just mm. it wasn't funny to me. Maybe that's the problem. I I will say this: it was not as bad as I expected. Uh, right. It's about Sandra O, oh, who is the chair of a college. Or she's the chair of an English department of a tr of a college, and the college mm. is failing, and it's her job to uh, fire people that aren't uh, that that the university no longer needs, right? Because the the university's running out of money to pay these people, but she seems to want to like save everybody's job, so she's trying to like work around that. Um, and there's a whole bunch of different characters who are the teachers one of them's a drunk two of them are very stubborn old old people and then there's the one lady who's the brand new like up and coming teacher that everybody wants to go take her class don't remember that at all in college people like mm. fighting over which teacher i guess in an english class it's kind of different isn't it i guess um yeah but yeah I, overall uh the acting was fine but i don't the story, the story, and like kind of the pacing, the way they put it together, it mm. uh, maybe it was because I was going into it thinking, oh, this is going to be kind of a comedy. I'm going to get some laughs out of it, and I really didn't. Uh, I'm going to give this a four point five. I gave it a four. It's totally okay. I I lost interest after two episodes. Uh, the show that you will talk about uh, later is called Chem uh, Comedy Premium League. We will talk about That's that That's right. Okay. Yes. Uh, but uh, I saw a show <laughs> called Money Cart with Kevin O'Leary, Luke. This is on CNBC. Money Cart? Uh, Money Court. Money Court. Okay. Yes. Uh, so can I... Kevin O'Leary, for people that know, don't know, is a douchebag uh, from, from, from Shark Tank. He's most known for that. Uh, well, he's now in court and he's presiding over a revenge of uh, like wide, 
uh, range of like financial dispute questions uh, from like uh, estranged business partners and siblings and like husband and wife and things like that that are in court that want to find something uh, to bicker about. So this is a boring show about money arguing. I really, really want to see this. I saw two episodes and I'm out. I gave it a two. So it's just another court show, though? Yes. Does it look like a people's court, or is, does it look different? No, no, because it's all Zoom. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that sounds terrible, and I would never want to watch it. It's terrible, yeah. Yeah, so Comedy Premium League, let's talk about this. Holy fuck. It's a Indian show. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> That's but for sure. half the time they're speaking English. Like, they'll be speaking English, and then halfway through the sentence, they just go... Sentence. They just go into the other, another language, into the whatever language. Hindi, maybe? Indian. Yeah, whatever Indian, it is. Indian. Um... It's hard. It's hard to get. I realize it's hard to laugh at some jokes when you're uh-huh. reading text. <laughs> yes. Jokes don't come off the same when you're reading <laughs> subtitles. No. It's very weird how that works. I, I guess I never really thought about it, but it's very obvious when right. you start watching a comedy show in Indian that I, it doesn't. That doesn't translate, or may- maybe some of them, the jokes just weren't funny. There's also that. So that's that's my main problem with this show. It isn't funny at all, like at all. But it's trying to be like a, a British sketch comedy, and it isn't British ske- sketch comedy. It's pretty far away. Like the jokes is like, uh, uh, knock knock, who's there? Door. Dor who, dor who, who, like it's kind of that kind of jokes, and I, I yeah, it I kind of reminded me of a Mexican talk show. Yes, which kind of like they're all wacky and crazy, and there's all these props being used in the jokes and stuff. Which there are lots of props happening in, especially so many props, in the certain sections of it because they do, yeah, all these different sections. So they do what, improv comedy? They do stand up? They do. Uh, slapstick, I think, or something. They have all these mm-hmm. different categories of comedy, and then they have teams of comedians that compete against each other. Um, but yeah, the problem the is thing... that it, it's really not funny, and like I said, even if it was, it would be hard to translate the jokes. Uh, the jokes really wouldn't work as well when you're reading subtitles, so. The best thing about this is the host. She's delicious. She's very cute. Sure. I, I, it's just straight. It is really weird. I guess maybe that's just uh, that's just how it is. But going like it's they're speaking English, and then all of a sudden that will just be one <laughs> word that's not in English, and you're like, okay, that sentence all of a sudden made no sense because they just like totally left out the main part of the sentence. Yeah, they're yeah. like, welcome to this show. It's a very fun Bangalore, blah, 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 blah. and then you go like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, not great. I don't know, what'd you give this? I gave it a one. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, you're, I think you're right. I, you gotta give this, like... Uh, I'm gonna go one... Yeah, I'll go one as well. 
I saw a Australian show called The News Reader. Uh, this I recommend. Uh, it's about this female newsreader uh, that's trying to come up in the world. Uh, I really, really love this. Uh, I have never seen any of the actors. I think this is uh, shown in, on... Uh, I don't remember where, uh, but uh, I, I think it was NBC in Australia. Uh, but it is about this uh, lady that's trying to like hit broadcasting, and it's uh, it's a six series, uh, six part series. So uh, easy to watch. Anna Torv is uh, the main actress. She's amazing in it. Uh, I give it a seven point okay. five. All right, that's all okay. I saw this week. Cool. Uh, the last thing I saw was the uh, finale of Fuckboy Island. I need to talk about this for two seconds. So, spoiler alert for Fuckboy Island. I'm sorry if you have not seen the finale of this. Uh, so, look, I told you the premise of this show, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, for people that don't know, the premise is uh, uh, there are 12 uh, good guys, 12 uh, bad guys. Uh, if the uh, bad guys get picked, uh, they can win money. So in a plot twist, uh, they know who's good and who's bad in the last day, right? In the finale. Right. And they need to pick... Uh, uh, if the fuckboy gets picked, they get to choose if they want to split the money with, with the girl. But if if they choose the good girl, a uh, good boy, they get uh, to split the money with with the good boy. So it's a hundred thousand dollars. Pier one, uh, she picks uh, the good guy, uh, and they go happily ever after. Uh, pair two, and here's the interesting part of it: she picks uh, a bad boy. And he decides to take the money, and they are so fucking upset. Uh, you have no fucking clue. And the third pair uh, that was done, she picked a bad boy, and he decided to split it with her. So the premise was that, she, so, haha, I'm a fuckboy, I won a hundred thousand. That is the premise of the whole show. So Nikki Glacier at the end of the show, all of a sudden decides, hey, you fuck boy, we don't like you. So what the money that you won, the hundred thousands, that is going to a charity of the girl that you uh, didn't want to pick it with. Wait, what? Uh, good, yeah, goodbye. Thank you, everybody. It was nice to see you all. So this, that is the fucking. This yes. guy took his time out to go on the show, which probably yeah. took months to to yeah. film, and he yeah. won. And they didn't yep. give him his prize. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Pretty sure that's against the law. <laughs> it is so incredibly fucking stupid. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to talk two seconds about that. Yeah, I haven't seen any of it. Uh, so uh, yeah. 
Now let's uh, talk about uh, cooking with Paris episode 3 review. Definitely not recorded after we did the podcast or anything. Yeah, no, this is no, no. totally... This is live. Yep, live. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. L- live recorded. Uh, vegan Burgers with Nikki Glazer, episode 3. Paris and comedian Nikki Glazer get down and dirty with meat-free burgers and vegan fries and milkshakes for an unforgettable diner experience right because she said her whole kid she said she set her uh dining room up like a a 50s diner but really all they did Mm -hmm. was they put a neon sign that said diner on the wall and then had two (laughs) two cows which i guess that's remember in the 50s when the diners all had cows in them cows yeah Yeah. (laughs) so can we talk two seconds about what the premise of this tv show is uh, sure. Yeah, I mean, cooking with so Paris, cooking, of, cooking it up. Yes, but uh, the premise of this TV show is Paris Hilton invites friends over, her friends over for cooking. That is the premise of this show, right? Well, you got to mm, see that what you're going on is the definition of friends, right? But in L.A., <laughs> in L.A., what a friend is is something different than in like any other place mm. than L.A. Because, uh, oh, okay. my friend, blah blah in L.A. means like, oh, we did a movie together or we worked on something or like they're, they're in the same yes. in- industry as me. Where a friend in other places means that you hang out and you're acquaintances and you actually know things about each right. other, right? <laughs> <laughs> because they even speak about it. Uh, Nikki Glaser comes in and is like, "Hey, hey, I'm such a huge fan of you," and and they they use so much time of this episode of her fangirling over being there with Paris Hilton, right? Because she clearly. Uh, well, no, she says they they met in passing, like, but they obviously one one time, but like to the point where it seemed like Paris didn't remember the meeting at all, but Nikki Glazer clearly right. did remember because she's a huge fangirl, yes. and so she yeah. like remembers maybe like talking to her once at like a random party or something, and then <laughs> and Paris clearly didn't remember that at all, but uh, so yeah, they're clearly not quote unquote friends, but like right, yeah, and then. They, what they didn't say in the description is it they change everything up at the end of this episode where the last two episodes mm-hmm. it's been her with that person that she cooked the food with and they eat the food this time they brought in who uh, three other people uh, mm-hmm. an Instagram model some girl that we had no idea who it was and she didn't even talk at all the yeah. whole time they brought her in to at say all. zero words. Uh, the Instagram model said and, said one thing, I think, the whole time. And Nikki fucking comments. <laughs> All of a sudden comes in there, looks at the camera, makes a funny face, and is like, Waka waka, I'm here. <laughs> she at least said stuff. I think she even talked more... Uh, she talked more than anybody else in, in the section where they actually eat the food. It seemed like she was more being the one who is, uh, she seemed like she should have been the one that cooked the food because she in- interacted more and seemed like more of a friend with Paris during the actual yes. me- meal period portion of the thing. Um, so yeah, it's it, the whole, 
the whole premise of the show is a little broken because every episode they change the premise, right? <laughs> the rules, right? Yes. Well, there isn't really rules because it's not like it's a competition <laughs> well, show. Well, the premise, yeah, the yeah, premise, the, right? The premise, yes. The concept it just changes every episode. Um, every episode, which again, I want so fucking weird. I kind of want to go back and see, like I said last week, the YouTube channel if that's how it was on the YouTube channel, possibly. So who yeah. knows? Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to rate this uh, better than I did last week because I I had much more fun with this. Uh, I I I can't remember I laughed this much over an episode, so I will give it a one point five. Yeah, and all. Last week I gave one a two. I'm gonna give it a two point five. Yeah. The show is slowly getting somewhat better to me, but. <laughs> better question mark. Right. All right, the Emmys. Uh, these the, we're doing Emmy predictions today, even though the Emmys aren't for a little, what two weeks. So we'll do the actual yeah. like results of our uh, predictions in two weeks. But uh, at, let's talk about the nominations by network really quick before we start doing our predictions. Uh, mm-hmm. Netflix at the top with twenty nine, HBO with twenty seven, Disney Plus with twenty two, Hulu with fourteen. Apple TV with 13? See that? What? <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. and then HBO Max, which is is, you know, separate from HBO, uh, also got 13. So, and then all the yeah. ne- like the major networks uh are are, you know, NBC, CBS, Fox, ABC. Most of them are all in like the single digits. So like the things mm-hmm. getting nominated are, you know, Netflix, HBO, Hulu, Disney. Uh, those are those are like the big ones, right? Yeah, so we are going to start with writing. Um, outstanding writing for a comedy series. We will start The Flight Attendant. Uh, that is written by Steve Jockey. Uh, Girls Forever. Uh, that is written by Meredith Scardino. Hacks. That is written by Lucia Antelio, Paul W. Downs and Jen Stitchell. Uh, penis uh, that is uh, written by or peen fifteen. Uh, it's pen fifteen, but like that was the yeah. ju- that's all the joke. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, written by Maya Erkrein. Ted Lasso written by Joe Kelly, Brendan Hunt, and Jason Sudakis, and Ted Lasso written by Jason Sudakis, Bill Lawrence, Brendan Hunt, and Joe Kelly. Okay, um, the thing is, I want to pick Girls 5 Eva, but do I think that's yeah. going to win is the question. I That's what I want to pick. Do I think that's what's going to win? Uh, and then Ted Lasso has two separate episodes, so it gives it, like, you know, that increases its po- probability of winning. Uh, I'm going to go Girls 5 Eva, I guess. Okay, I will go the flight attendant. Okay. Then outstanding writing for a drama series. The Boys. Uh, oh, maybe you want to read this. Uh, outstanding writing for drama series. The Boys, written by Rebecca Sunshine. Uh, the Crown, written by Peter Morgan. Uh, the Handmaiden's Tale, written by Ya Ling Chain. Lovecraft Country, written by Misha Green. Uh, the Mandalorian, written by Dave Filoni. 
the Mandalorian also, well, the last one was chapter 13, this is chapter 16, uh, written by John Favreau, uh, Posse, written by Stephen Canells, Brad Follick, Our Lady J, Janet Mock, and Ryan Murphy. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of cooks in the kitchen, my boy. I am going with the boys. Okay. Uh, I gotta think it's one of the Mandalorian ones, and John Favreau is, you know, famous, so I'm gonna go Chapter 16, The Mandalorian. Okay. Then we have directing, outstanding directing for a comedy series. Be Positive, directed by uh, James uh, Burrows, The Flight Attendant, directed by Suzanne Fogel, Hacks, directed by Lucia Antolio, Mom, directed by James uh, Vidos, Vidos? Uh, Ted Lasso, uh, uh, directed by Zach Braff, Ted Lasso, directed by MJ Delaney, and Ted Lasso, directed by Declan Lowney. This is how Apple TV got so many nominations, is it's just like Ted Lasso yeah. over and over again, like multiple times yeah. in each category. Yeah. Uh, sure, there weren't any other TV shows out. Um, Be Positive wasn't even that funny of a show, so I don't even no. know why that's on here. <laughs> Mom, I know what it is, but I've never seen an episode. Me neither. I've never seen an episode of any of these shows, actually. Oh, except for Be Positive. Uh, I'm going to go... It's kind of hard not to pick one of the Ted Lassos. So I'm going to go... Uh, uh, the first one, the Biscuits episode by Zach Braff. Zach Braff? I still remember Zach Braff. Uh, for people, uh, he's most known for Scrubs, if uh, one people were wondering. I'm going with the flight attendant again. Okay. I like that. Then we have outstanding directing for a drama series, Luke. Uh, Bridgerton, uh, Julianne Robertson, The Crown, Benjamin Karen. Uh, also The Crown, but Jessica Hobbs. Uh, Handmaiden's Tale, directed by Liz Garbus. Uh, the Land of Mandalorian, directed by John Favreau. And Posse, directed by Stephen Knauss. I'm going with The Mandalorian, John Favreau. Okay. Uh, let me think. You directing, think. directing, directing... I'm going to go with The Crown. Okay. I don't think that's controversial, to be honest. Uh, outstanding supporter actor in a comedy series. Carl uh, Clement Hopkins for Hacks. Brad Goldstein for Ted Lasso. Braden Hunt uh, on uh, Ted Lasso. Nick uh, Mohammed on Ted Lasso. <laughs> Paul Rare in the Kominsky Method, uh, Jeremy Sweet in Ted Lasso. Have you heard of, about Ted Lasso, Luke? Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's a show. Yeah, Keen Thompson on Saturday Night Live, and Bojang Yang on Saturday Night Live. 
Wow, okay, um, mmm, 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 I don't care really who wins this category <laughs> now that I'm looking at it, jeez, I don't, it's probably going to be Ted, La somebody from Ted Lasso probably will win is my guess, <laughs> so I can just randomly pick somebody because I've never seen the show, I guess I'll pick Jeremy Swift. I will go with Brad Goldstein. Brad Goldstein, okay. Oh, Brett Goldstein, sorry. Brett. Brett Goldstein. Okay, outstanding supporting actress in a comedy series. Uh, A.D. Bryant for Saturday Night Live. Hannah Enbinder for Hacks. Kate McKinnon for Saturday Night Live, Rosie Perez for The Flight Attendant, Cecile Strong, uh, Cecily Strong for Saturday Night Live, Juno Temple for Ted Lasso, and Hannah Wadington for Ted Lasso. I'm going with Kate McKinnon. Really? Okay. Yep. Uh, what do you remember? If, what was like a big role? Uh, character she played last year i'm trying to think because i like a year two years ago her big thing was uh uh elizabeth warren right yeah yeah can't think of like a, a character specifically that huh i um, like her <laughs> that's why i picked her <laughs> right but i, I I'm not picking things that I ne that I necessarily yeah. think are the best. I'm trying to pick things that are going to win. Uh, yeah. I'll, I guess I'll go Juno Temple for Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. Then we have... Uh, should we do drama series as well? Uh, no. No. Okay. Uh, then we go to Lee Acting. Outstanding lead actor in the comedy series. Anthony Anderson uh, in Blackish, Michael Douglas in Komonsky Method, William H. Macy in Shameless. Shameless is many things, it's not funny. Uh, Jason Sudakis as Ted Lasso, and Keenan Thompson on, as Keenan Williams on Keenan. I have never seen that. Uh, I think I did see an episode of that. I remember not liking it. Um... Okay. It's the one, I think, where he is a single dad, and he's trying to get by. Okay. I don't know if you remember that. Um, no. Let's see. I'm going to go Jason Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Sadly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess William H. Macy kind of has a chance. Mm. Right? Uh, that would be my second pick, but I I, I think it's uh, Jason Sudakis. Maybe Michael Douglas also has a chance. I don't know. Um, mm. Outstanding lead actress in a comedy, A.D. Bryant for for Shrill, Kaylee Coco okay. for The Flight Attendant, Allison Janney for Mom, Tracy Ellis Ross for uh, Blackish, Gene Smart for Hacks. Yeah, I'm going with Kaylee Coco there. Um, jeez. 
I'm gonna go Tracy Ellis Ross. Yeah. Don't wait to be my pick second pick to be honest. Then we have outstanding comedy series. Uh Blackish, Cobra Kai, Emily in Paris, The Flight Attendant, Hacks, The Kominsky Method, Peen fifteen, and Ted Lasso. You know what Pen fifteen is though, right? Yeah. It was like it was a stupid thing we did when we were kids. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Uh What's the best one here? Oh, the bet best is uh, definitely Blackish. I have a feeling it's going to be Ted Lasso. Yeah. I also have a feeling it will be Ted Lasso. I don't know what what gives me that strange like feeling that that's what's going to be, but but I will answer something very controversial. I will answer Emily in Paris because that was an awful, awful show. Is that your actual answer? Or what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Emily in... I had already written down the other one. There we go. All right. Outstanding drama series. Uh, the Boys, Bridgerton, The Crown, uh, The Handmaiden's Tale, Lovecraft Country, The Mandalorian... Posse and this is us. I hope the boys wins. I think it's going to be Bridgerton though. Bridgerton, okay. Um yeah. I hope I, I'm wrong. Well I, I was definitely in between the in between Bridgerton and the Crown. Yeah. And since you picked that, I'm just to make it fun, I'm gonna go with the crown. Okay. Cool. Alright. So yeah, what, it said it was the 16th, is, I think is what I wrote you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, in a couple weeks we'll cover the Emmy Award or yeah, the Emmy Awards. Yeah, and the reason why we picked now is because next we uh, or next month we will do fall TV shows, and that uh, was the same date. Right, yeah, so, exactly. Uh, yes. Anyways... Uh, talking about TV, uh, I have you seen this milk crate challenge, Luke? Uh, I've seen a few uh, on TikTok. I've seen, and then I saw uh, like people talk about it on like YouTube videos, saying how stupid it was and yeah. things like that. Internet Today had a very good video about it. Uh, but yeah, Conan O'Brien tweets prompts the FDA to <laughs> discourage the milk crate challenge. Uh, he wrote, waiting for the FDA approval before I take the milk crate challenge. Yeah, the milk crate challenge on TikTok, uh, it, it, it's when people gather a bunch of milk crates, stack them as high as they can, and attempt to step up one side and down the other side of a pyramid without falling, right? And generally, what yep. happens is everybody falls down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of broken bones and things like that. But uh, that doesn't really matter. You have a very good healthcare and system there in America. so Right. It's totly worth like $30,000 of <laughs> debt so you can get some TikTok uh, likes. Yeah. Uh, if you did this in Norway, it wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> well, it would because uh, the, the crates would be sliding around on the ice. Yes. Right. <laughs> because it's all only ice in Norway. Because it's always 
Always icy. It's like <laughs> it's like Narnia in Norway. Mm-hmm. Always winter. Narnia, always winter. <laughs> <laughs> and we eat uh, the toffee and we drink the cacao. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's the dog. Here's the dog. 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 The racist bounty hunter. In incredibly yeah. not surprising news, uh, <laughs> in news that surprised absolutely no one, Dwayne the Bounty, Dwayne Dog the Bounty Hunter Ch- Chapman's daughter, Bonnie Chapman, came out and told TMZ this week uh, that they are not invited to Dog's September 2nd wedding to his fiance. Uh, in a lengthy statement on social media, she said it was due to racism, homophobia, and infidelity. Uh, she told TMZ that the reason she was not invited to the wedding is her participation and support of the Black Lives Matter protests. Okay. Yeah, I'm so surprised. Dog bounty hunters racist? Really? <laughs> He's not somebody that you could kind of just pick out and off the street and be like, that guy might be racist. <laughs> that guy allegedly could possibly be racist in Minecraft. Uh, oh, that's so funny. It's the most non-news I have ever heard of in my entire life. <laughs> it's like, extra, extra. <laughs> Read all about it. The Pope is Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> Super surprising news. Uh, we have an email address, by the way. Uh, another digital citizen at gmail.com if you want to get a hold of us for any reason, uh, anything you want us to talk about, or if you want to want us to do an interview of some type or want to be interviewed. Uh, we also have a Twitter mm-hmm. at Podcast ADC. We have a Facebook page. It's another digital citizen. If you go to Facebook, um, yeah, those are our social medias and stuff. Let's talk about the, one of the movies I see this week, uh, Reminiscence. Uh, that is uh, one of the biggest box office flops in history. That's saying something. I don't even know how to say the name of this movie. Reminiscence. Something like that. Reminiscence. Reminiscence. Yeah, Reminiscence. Uh, Hugh Jackman's latest movie has become one of the biggest box time flops of all time. Uh, the thriller grossed just $2 million in North America while playing on 3,265 screens. It's one of the worst box office totals for a, wild, for a wide release film and made less money than numerous films that debuted at the height of the pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. Lisa Joy directed film grossed less than half of Unhinged, uh, which brought in $4 million. Okay. Yeah. I'm, That's not good. Yeah. Where's the production budget? Oh, here it is. Reminiscence has a production budget of $65 million and needed to box office total around $130 million to break even. Uh, and mm. they got two. So that's not... <laughs> <laughs> that's not the same? It's not close. Uh, you need to do... A... <laughs> <laughs> Need to do that a few more times, so. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I just least. think these dinosaurs yeah. need to get with the times and realize that this movie theater thing is just, it's done. Just kill it off already, you know what I mean? Shoot shoot the shoot it so it uh, doesn't suffer anymore. Just kill off the yeah. movie theaters. 
you know, I I have said it uh, once and I will say it again. Just fucking quit. Yeah, uh, I will talk more about that maybe a little later. Uh, Spike Lee, one of my favorite directors of all time, actually. Believe it or not. Uh, pushes 9-11 conspiracy theory. Uh, yeah, he's got good, really good movies and then some movies I, I'm not a fan of. Uh, which is strange, because he is a very good director. But some of his movies are a little over the top, I guess. Um, Spike Lee's going where many Americans have already gone before. And in promoting 9-11 conspiracy theories, the famed director... Director's writing the publicity train for his HBO docuseries about New York, NYC Epicenter's 9-11 to 2001 and a half. But one of... That's a weird name. But one thing Mm -hmm. that stands out with his new show is the inclusion of interviews with members of a conspiracy group called Architects and Engineering for 9-11 Truth. It turns out he wanted those interviews because he believes in certain 9-11 conspiracy theories himself... Namely, that jet fuel can melt steel beams so the World Trade Center may have collapsed by a controlled demolition. Uh, Yeah, Spike says he doesn't buy the official explanation because the amount of heat that... This is a quote from him. The amount of heat that it takes to make steel melt and temperatures not reach, adding that then the juxtaposition of the way Building 7 fell to the ground and you put in other buildings collapsing... That were demolitions. It's like you're looking at the same thing. So yeah, Spike Lee is definitely uh, a 9/11 conspiracy guy. I it's would have never so seen funny. that coming, to be honest. But no, it. I wonder how much of this is real and how much of it is publicity. Because he has to know coming well, out and saying these things is gonna get him uh, heat. You know what I mean? It's so funny because <clears throat> I saw one of his movies uh, this uh, week before <laughs> this uh, by, uh, yeah, and uh, I was like, wow, this came out. I felt like, wow, so strange coincidence. I don't, well, if it is just all p- PR kind of thing to like hype up this TV show, it's working because I, mm. I want to see the TV show, so. Yeah, I want to see it as well. Uh, yeah, so I've seen a lot of movies. Look, uh, I uh, want to start with Remini Science, I guess. Okay. One of the biggest turkey films I have ever seen in my entire universe of uh, living. Okay. This is atrociously bad. Like, it's it's probably... One of the worst movies I have ever seen in my entire life. So I, I, I'm, go- yeah. You think that's why people aren't going to see it? Also, or? yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's atrociously bad. Uh, Hugh Jackman is uh, amazingly bad. Rebecca Ferguson, uh, that uh, plays May, is maybe the one saving grace of the movie. Uh, but I, I will say. It has a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes, a f- 59, a f- 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. So it's not like it has great uh, on either either of Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb. Uh, so there, there is that. And the tomato meter and the audience score there is correct uh, or, or, or are the same. So 
but uh, it is very very much trying to be uh, in inception crossed with blade runner and it isn't <laughs> inception crossed with blade runner right okay it's just bad fucking dialogue sure. with or and flecked characters in a like science fiction science fiction noir and uh, yeah i'm going to give it a fat fucking zero I s- well, let's see. What did I see? I guess I'll start with Annette on Prime. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you see I this? I've seen this. Yep. Uh, I saw. I did a lot of fast forwarding, and I really don't mm-hmm. feel like I missed anything. To be honest. Um, nope. This is a fucking weird movie. Uh, I <laughs> I don't even. I guess I'm just gonna read a thing here from uh, yeah. theRinger.com, which I don't even know what that is. Uh, despite what you have heard online, uh, Annette is not a sexy mu- movie musical w- w- about Adam Dr- Driver generously singing while performing simulated oral sex on Maria Car- Cotillard. <laughs> this does happen, and that is important, but is it, but what's more important <laughs> is to know that Annette is actually a chaotic cringe rock opera about an epic puppet baby. I think that pretty much that describes yeah. describes the movie. Yeah. Now this was just weird, just extremely weird. I like musicals, you know that, but uh, I didn't like this. There were certain parts where I was like, I kind of want to like it. I like the very first time he did like the musical stand-up kind of set, right? Where Adam mm. Driver's doing like the stand-up bit, but it's all. He's just sing, like singing most of it. That was mm. interesting to me, and then it started just going off the rails, craziness, um, <laughs> to the point where you're like, I get what they're going for here, like the the meaning mm. of the story and like the purpose of why uh, what they're trying to get across. But it's like it, it's it's a weird message to put across in an opera, right? Yeah, it just feels odd to me. Um, I really was turned off by the puppet baby, to be honest. <laughs> it's really weird looking. It is. It's, it's nightmare fuel weird. for sure. Uh, I gave this no. a what? A, I'm gonna give it a one point five. I didn't like this. I I also give it a one. Uh, so I'm I'm going to say this right now. I've seen a lot of shitty movies this week. I have not not seen a lot of good movies. Because the next one movie I'm going to talk about, Luke, has a whooping 6% of the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. That is saying a lot, right? It's Risen, and it's a science fiction (laughs) thing that we will talk about uh, later. So, this is so ambitious. It is one of the most ambitious uh, things that I have seen. But you know when when a movie really, 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 really tries, and you you you, you kind of you want to celebrate it because it uh, it uh, at least it tries to be something, but then it fucking falls flat. <laughs> that that is this movie. It is low budget alien invasion movie that. It looks extremely, extremely sh- sh- cheap. It is really 
uh, badly executed. Uh, there's no interest in the people, and the suspense is just so not there. Uh, but I will give it a point for at least trying. It tried. So I will give it that. Okay. Uh, did, did you give it a score? One. Okay. Uh, why don't you do another one? Because I, I only saw one other thing, so... Okay. Uh, another movie I also saw this week that is on the list of things that you should, <laughs> shouldn't see is uh, the new Neil uh, Bloomkamp movie. I was so looking forward to see this. Okay. Uh, he's one of my favorite horror directors. Uh, and uh, this is about this young woman... Young woman, sorry. Young, it's about this young woman. That was very hard for me to say. <laughs> that has uh, demons, and it's also like supernatural forces. And there's a drift between a mother and daughter. And it's trying to be very interesting. Uh, this has a, also a very bad rating. It has, uh, it has 4.4, a whopping 15% on Rotten Tomatoes, look. Uh, yeah, I was really, really looking forward to this. Uh, I love horror movies, and this is getting a 1.5. Wow, okay. Yeah, a lot of bad movies. Uh... I've seen a lot of bad movies this week. <laughs> the th Something we watched together, I guess. Sweet Girl on Netflix with Jason Momoa. And who, mm -hmm. who else was in this? Uh, Amy Brennerman, I guess, was mm -hmm. probably the only other really notable actor. There's a bunch of people that yeah. are like people you would know. It's like, oh, I've seen them in things. Um, mm -hmm. This is about Jason Momoa, who's a father uh, to this girl who... They're... The mother dies of cancer, right? This is kind of hard to explain because they jump backwards and forwards in time so much yes, in this movie. Yes, uh, yes. The mother has cancer and she dies and then the girl grows up with just a father uh, and they find out who... Well, not who killed her, but that this guy... Uh, drug manufacturer kind of made the drugs unavailable to her, so she mm -hmm. ended up dying, right? Okay. Uh, and so Jason Momoa goes to get his revenge on this guy. So it's kind of a revenge movie in a way, but then uh, it turns... It's got a twist maybe, what, somewhere in the middle? No. Uh, it's towards the end. Yeah, maybe three quarters of the way through. It's not at... Like, yeah. it's not a twist ending. But there is a twist no, no. in the movie. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But holy shit, what a generic movie up to that twist. Right, and even after that twist, actually. Like, it yes. just went to being a different kind of generic movie after the twist. Yes. Uh, yes. And, but yeah, we can't really talk too much about the twist, but what I no. said to Fro at the time, like, kind of after we finished watching it, I was like, uh, there's some logical problems with that the the way the twist went because the these things happened and this happened and that happened how would those things happen yeah yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> it you have to definitely suspend dis disbelief in this movie uh overall i give it a 4 yeah i think i will give it a 3.5 actually uh 
I I thought the Jason Momoa was okay. I I will I will say I liked the twist. I without spoiling it, I liked it. It it tricked me. It tricked you as well. So yeah, definitely. I, I think it also yeah. kind of it being generic through the whole thing. Yeah, uh, generic and predictable made th- that uh more of a surprise right because everything else was so generic and predictable and i thought the main uh actress who plays the daughter Mm -hmm. she was very very good in this also i agree yeah okay finally a good movie i saw this week look okay i saw the green knight uh this is uh king arthur sorry uh thing uh you will not care about this okay but i real i really like this uh this felt uh different uh it felt like a, a king arthur movie i never seen before uh and it's about king arthur's nephew that embarks on a, a dang quest to confront the Green Knight, uh, a very like mysterious giant in Camelot. Uh, I will give it a seven, actually, um, maybe seven point five, actually. Yeah, between seven and seven point five. I've heard mixed things about this movie. I've heard a lot of people really, really like, like it. it, and then other people. Yeah. I think people who are more like uh, poetry, not poetry nerds, but like people who are into like. Uh, king arthur myths and stuff because this Mm -hmm. is like uh from uh, like an old poem i think we said that's around the king if you're really into that apparently like this you know it's like reading the book the stories don't Mm -hmm. actually match up perfectly and so some people are upset that the stories don't match up quite right um but it's a movie and that's what they do right and so uh yeah, I, I want to see it, but I'm definitely not going in with those preconceptions of what it's going to be, like some people obviously are. So, Yeah. Well, let's talk about the most important movie release of 2021. Dune, move away, because we are going to watch the order trailer for the amazing, fantastic, not at all being suspicious there, Paw Patrol, the movie. Paw Patrol is on a roll! <laughs> oh my god. Trailer really starts now. When all hope seems lost. Mm-hmm. Just in case you didn't know when the trailer when began, heroes they let you know. Are needed more than ever. Ah! Our fate is in there. Pause. A dog? Actually, sir, I'm a puppy. I'm <laughs> shock, so I'm not going to take that personally. This summer, <laughs> the worldwide phenomenon will be released on the big screen. The animation isn't bad, actually. No. My name is Liberty. We need your help. Humdinger, he's going to destroy Adventure City. Humdinger. Come on, pups. Adventure City's in trouble. Did they say Adventure City? Welcome to our new headquarters. Yeah. Dispenser. <laughs> what? It's a beautiful thing. No dog. By order of the new mayor. Hey, he's more of a cat person. Ladies and gentlemen, and most important, oh. influencers with over 10,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Dogs versus cats now? Mm-hmm. We've got to rescue those people. Let's get to work. I need 
Paw Patrol is on a roll. Are you kidding me? I got this. Get out of the way. Move. You got to know how to talk to people. Now go. Oh, this looks amazingly bad. I mean, it doesn't look as bad as some things, but it doesn't look great. No pups too small. Oh my god. Wedgie drone? Okay. Yeah. Yikes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's for kids. Kim Kardashian. Oh, it's uh, Kim Kardashian is in it. And Tyler, and Tyler Perry. Of course I want to see this Oscar nominated movie. But what is it about, Luke? When their biggest rival, Humdinger, starts wreaking havoc as... The mayor of Adventure City, Ryder, and everyone's favorite heroic pups kick into high gear to face the challenge. Armed with exciting new gadgets and gear, the Paw Patrol joins forces with a savvy oh, dashhound to lead to oh to save the citizens of Adventure City. You know what exciting new gadgets and gear mean? Uh, mm -hmm. It means selling a lot of action figures. That's what that means. Hey, look, where is this coming out on? Uh, it's on Paramount Plus, apparently. Okay, cool. Because here's here's a review by oh, Satomi Bugawatata. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are people that cannot afford Netflix. I live in Sri Lanka, so one dollar is like two hundred rupees. Right. I cannot watch Netflix. So can you guys please please let people watch this for free? I would love to see it and give us it one star. <laughs> okay, it's not even on Netflix, right? It's, it's not on Netflix. I have a feeling uh, this kid is like <laughs> probably seven years old. So I'm gonna give him a little bit of a break, but yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, platform. Uh, okay, why? Uh, also, Sanda Pierre Godfrey said, uh, Why is the quality in green and purple? I'm so upset. I restarted it and checked other movies to see it was uh, the whole app. Oh, he had a problem with Paramount Plus itself. Yeah, I've had mm -hmm. problems with. Uh... with different services doing that green and yellow thing, but it's usually during, like, uh, if they're going, like, I have Hulu with commercials. Sometimes the commercials will go purple and green. I've seen that happen, though. Um, <sighs> but I, I love this guy that wants, wants it to be free. <laughs> uh, someday you'll be able to see it free. <coughs> someday. <coughs> uh, let's see, I'll do a good one. This movie had everything. 10 out of 10 from bon, Bondow22. Uh, it's Paw Patrol on steroids. It's like Christopher Nolan and Michael Bay made it. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, I laughed and cried, and even had it even had election fraud. It's true, a true masterpiece, and people will be talking about it for years. <laughs> See, I've, this it one even has election fraud. Yeah, wow. and it says it's a master. People, people will be talking about it for years. I'm feeling this one is being facetious and not actually. <laughs> I don't think this person actually thought it was a 10 out of 10 film. <laughs> oh, 
That's what you want in your children's movies is election fraud. Uh, <laughs> 10 out of 10 best movie ever made uh, from River New Com- Comb. Uh, loved it. I may be 14, <laughs> but this is the best movie I have ever seen. I'm now officially a Paw Patrol fan. This is n- not a movie just for kids. It's for all ages. Uh, P.S. Fro, Rocky is the best pup ever. Just to let you know. Oh, thank you. Uh, but three out of ten from Clay Tory. He says, "My two-year-old cried for a whole thirty minutes when he saw his favorite animal, the sea turtle, almost get run over." Suffice to oh say, this movie traumatized him. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Poor. 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 Uh, do that. Four out of ten from Brandon Penner. Three kid, three kids under the age of six loved it. Overall, very unrealistic though. Hence the low rating. Okay, cool. It unrealistic. The the movie about dogs who fight crime. Okay. I, I believe that for <laughs> every yeah. Uh, also coming out a movie I have never heard about. Remini Science. It's not like I talked about it two seconds ago. Uh, private investigator. Uh, uh, a private investigator of minds investigates the dark allured world of the past. By helping his clients access lost memories, his life is forever changed as he uncovers a violent conspiracy while trying to solve the mystery behind a missing client. 39% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb, uh, 71% of Google users liked this movie, and Fro gave it fat big zero. Okay, uh, pro- oh, The Protégé. Uh, rescued <laughs> as a child by legendary assassin Moody, An- Anna is the world's most skilled contract ki- killer. However, when Moody is brutally killed, she vows revenge for the man who taught her everything she knows. As Anna becomes entangled with an enigmatic killer, her confrontation turns deadly, and the loose ends of her life spent ki- killing weave themselves even tighter together. Okay, 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb, uh, 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, 47% on Metacritic, 86% of Google users liked it. It's got Maggie Q, Samuel Jackson, Michael Keaton, Robert Patrick, Lily Rich, and yeah. Cool, that sounds interesting. It actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, coming out the Night House. Reeling from the unexpected death of her husband, Beth is left alone in the like-said home she built, he built for her. She tries as best as she can to keep together, but uh, the dreams come. Disturbing visions of presence in the house call to her, becoming with a ghostly allure. But the harsh light of day washes away and any proof of haunting. Against the advice of her friends, she begins digging into belongings, yearning for answers. Uh, 7 out of 10 on IMDb, a yawn from Luke, 86% on Google <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, 68% on Metacritic, and 79% of Google users like this movie with uh, Rebecca Hall. I like Rebecca Hall. Okay, uh, Demonic, a young woman unleashes terrifying demons when supernatural forces at the root of a decades-old rift between mother and daughter are ruthlessly revealed? I don't know what that even... Mm -hmm. Sure. 
4.4 out of 10 on IMDb. 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. 62% of Google users liked it. Not great. Not looking great. No, and I gave it a 1.5, I think, yeah. Uh, Cryptosu. In this richly animated adventure story, Zookeeper's task with a satisfying mystery and arranged mystical creature must protect them from enemies far and wide. Uh, 6.6 .6 out of 10 on IMDb, 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, 3.2 out of 5 on Letterboxd, 63% of Google users like this movie, uh, with some voices of uh, Michael Cara, uh, Zoe Kazan, Lake Bell, yes, yeah, Peter Stormare. Interesting, hmm. It's a weird name, but sure. Uh, yeah. Also f coming out, Flag Day. Flag Day. Jennifer Vogel's father, John, is larger than life. As a child, she marvels as at his magnetizing energy and ability to make everything feel like a grand adventure. John teaches her so much about love and joy, but he also happens to be the most notorious counterfeiter in U.S. history. Jennifer now struggles to rise above the wreckage of the past while... Reconciling the inescapable bond, uh, reconciling the inescapable bond between daughter and father. Uh, 4.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 41% on Rotten Tomatoes, 55% on Metacritic, 62% of Google users liked it. Uh, starring Dylan Francis, Sean Penn, Miles Teller, Josh Brolin. Yeah. Uh, on Broadway, actors Hugh Jackman, Hill Miller, and Alec Baldwin, and others. Reveals how Broadway came back from the brink to help save New York City. This is a documentary. It has 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, Risen. Disaster unfolds when a meteor strikes a small town during the environment... During the environment uninha... Oh, turning the environment uninhabitable and killing everything in the surrounding areas. Exobiologist... Lauren Stone is called to find the answers to the unhealthy event. Uh, 3.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 2.2 out of 5 on Movie Insider. Uh, 86 or 68% of Google users liked it. Shit, move it. Uh, truth to power. Sarah Tenken, lead singer of System of a Down, uses, uh, uses music as a voice for social and political change. Uh, 7... Uh, 0.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, 91% of Google users liked it. It's a documentary. Uh, collusions. Uh, yeah. Yeah, collusions. After a police officer goes missing, missing five high-profile individuals intertwined in the crime world in Los Angeles become suspects in a harrowing case. 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, and I'm not seeing any other scores besides that. Uh, starring Tom Everett Scott, Mackenzie Moss. Uh, yeah. So what movie would you like to see, Luke? There's lots to pick from here. Um, I'm going to go The Protégé. Yeah, and I'm going The Night House. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, next week, uh, we will uh, do news of the week, 
TV and movies of the week, another digital uh, review of Candyman that I am so looking forward to, by the way. Uh, the reviews are out and it looks very, very good, so that's good. I need a good horror. Uh, we will do a new episode of Co Cooking with Paris. Oh, we didn't talk about that, did we? Talk about what? Uh, Cooking with Paris. Oh, did we totally skip over Cooking with Paris? Yep, we did. Uh, well, we could just cut it in. You want to just cut it in? Yeah. All right. So now everybody knows that we cut it in, but whatever. Yeah. We will cut it in, everybody. Jeremy Round, look. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tony Hawk um, is infusing skateboards with blood and selling them for $500 a piece. Yep. That's the thing. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. Don't know why anybody would want to pay $500 for it. Uh, but it has that's Tony Hawk's that's... blood in it. Yeah, that's why you want to buy it. Just seems like a bad bad plan, but sure. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man No Way Home trailer teaser. That was very good. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do we uh, want to talk more about uh, the Ethan Klein, Keemstar, Trisha? We, we kind of have to, don't we? I guess so. Uh, I mean, the, I guess the latest thing is <laughs> Ethan unfollowed Trisha and he, uh, on Twitter and everything blocked yeah. and blocked her. And, but it seems like somebody else noticed that uh, Ela and Moses, Moses are also not yeah. following yeah. each other. Um, that is sad. It's. I see it as two options. It's either sad or they're doing this specifically to keep it off of the internet and try to yeah. make the family drama, keep it in the family, which if that's what's going on, then I think it's a good idea. Um, mm. So that could be the option. I think a lot of people are just going right for the worst uh, scenario. Uh, but yeah. And Trisha came out saying, what, she's not going to do any more podcasts? She's doesn't want to do any more drama stuff. She wants to stay out of drama. Uh, well, mm -hmm. yeah. That lasted four days. Right. I was going to say, don't hold your breath with Trisha. So. <laughs> yeah, no, that didn't last long at all. Uh, because yeah, no, I I can understand that uh, she wants to comment on it, but uh, it's it's hard. I just think the whole uh, thing's with frenemies some of the allure of frenemies was that at any time shit could just have go wrong and i think we all knew that it would end kind of in a fiery mm -hmm. ball of death and this i guess this wasn't expected it's just uh to have the family also involved is like that makes it really messy so uh, Spotify every day since they signed Joe Rogan is one of the best sketch that Gus Johnson has done in oh, a while. Yeah, uh, that, is, that was a good one. My ass off! It was so extremely funny. Uh, yeah, Russell Brand. You remember Russell Brand from? I do. He's a creep. Uh, have you seen his YouTube channel lately? No, I have not. I think he is going, like, weirdly, like, right-wing 
like anti-vax kind of thing happening here. I'll send you something in the in the pod links chat. I'm just gonna send you okay. like a link to like his his page. Uh, okay. The truth, yeah. COVID power grab. Your freedoms are gone forever. Uh, mm-hmm. There, yeah. Well, there's a lot of things. Hilarious. Yeah. There's a lot of things in here that it seems he went through a phase where he was very left wing, like yeah, uh, and then he all of a sudden like found God or something, and it, he were, really got into religion, and like all of his stuff was about religion, and now all of a yeah. sudden he's got all these things like about the COVID cover COVID up new cover up. bombshell, yeah. yeah. Epstein, Gates, mainstream media's conspiracy of silence. Uh, mm-hmm. How our global puppet masters created the, a new world order. Yeah, this sounds yeah. like yeah. straight out of YouTube in what? 2014? 2013? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that seems extremely extremely wetch. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 yeah, no. Ugh. I don't like that. It's just weird to see him, because he's, like, I know he's dealt with mental illness, right? I know for yes. a fact that, because he's talked about it himself um, in the past. It's just, he's gone from, what, like, being so left, and then going yeah. to, like, religion all of a sudden, and now he, it looks like he's going yeah. to the right, or at least to into the conspiracy realm of, like the New World Order conspiracies and things like that, which generally leads you on a path to going right. Um, yeah, I mean, he was it's just a weird. Hardcore, he was a pretty hardcore atheist. So I find it pretty strange that he found religion. I remember when he found religion, I was like, what is going on? But he never really specified what religion, but he did talk like about God and, and stuff in a yeah. way where he definitely was like... You know, on he called it a spiritual journey. I remember, but that was a while ago. And now I went b- back to, or I guess I was recommended one of these videos on my recommended page. And so I was like, oh, I, I'm, I don't follow him anymore. Maybe I should go see what he's up to. And I did, and I was like, holy crap! What is what <laughs> what is happening with this guy? Uh, Doctor Disrespect News. Uh, he has come out and said that he has known now. For three months, uh, why he was banned for from Twitch, and they are suing Twitch. Right, and that, I guess that's why they can't talk more about it. Is my yeah, guess yeah. It, why they can't yeah. kind of like go deeper into what the problem is, and it'll probably if they are going to court, it probably will all come out in court documents. What actually happened is my guess. Yeah. Uh, hey, look, uh, I have a movie that I am really looking forward to uh, that's coming out in 2000 and 2021. It's Bad Candy. Uh, this is a uh, horror movie I'm really looking forward to. Do you want to see the trailer? Sure, that's a good way to wrap things up. Do you have... Did yeah. you send it to me? I did, uh, in the LZ part uh, one. Uh, why don't I see it? I sent you a link. Oh, okay, yeah. Yes. It just, for some reason, so, it didn't notify me you sent me a link. I don't know why. That, that's weird. But yeah, no, this is a uh, uh, bad candy. Uh, you will see why why, uh, why I really want to see this. Uh, there are some actors. In well, this I saw the TV. thumbnail, so I kind of oh, know yeah. what we're getting into here. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> 
Let's play this in three, two, one, play. Dread. Welcome yeah. back, kids, to the Psychotronic FM Halloween show. This is Chili Billy. It's station 66.6. It definitely has that B horror movie camera work going on. Yeah. Ghosties with the mosties. You guys ready for tonight? It's Halloween. Or as we like to call it. Hell Hollows Eve. <laughs> we continue down this dark and dusty road on the night when the space... Okay, pumpkin-headed people. We got a guy Stay. with a weird mask. Oh, kind of old. Creepy old dude. <laughs> I want you to call in your scariest ideas, your deepest fears, your spookiest nightmares. Sexy nurse morgue worker. We have one of those hap game. happening in the movie. Can you dig it? It's the Day of the Dead and Halloween? That's not right. Yeah. But uh, Derek Russo. I love Derek Russo. And Corey. It looks so B-movie. wants to know what your biggest fear is. My biggest fear? The dark. This is going to be awesome. It looks so incredibly bad. I can't wait to see this. Yeah, it looks. This looks ridiculous. Happy Halloween! You, you think? Is it? Bye. Is it supposed Whoa. to be like a like bad on purpose kind of thing, or is it just a bad? Yeah, B I movie? think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah no. I, I think it's good. But it doesn't look like a comedy like Psycho Gorman or anything like that. It looks like it's just no, no. Maybe more like a Sharknado kind of thing where it's yes. bad on purpose yeah. yeah okay yeah yeah anyway uh my name is fro and my name is luke goodbye everybody goodbye everybody bye bye everybody another another digital another digital citizen another digital citizen another digital citizen another digital citizen another digital citizen